This is Bam Like a Ghost, and tonight we're interviewing Stella Key, uh, an EDM synthwave producer, and this is the interview that we did with her tonight, and it's proceeding right now. Turn off my Wi-Fi, and maybe that. Can you hear me better now? Let me see. Like, keep keep on talking. So you were talking right. about you went to a music school. And yes. uh, you started writing your own compositions. Yes, yes. That's how I started out with it. Um, I was at the age of 16, 17. I also started like performing at small gigs and um, competitions, school competitions, talent shows. That's how I started out. And a few years later, I decided to actually enroll in some um, um, production courses, which I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, that was... Um, kind of different than what I started out as, which was mainly acoustic, uh, but just with guitar and my voice and writing mm-hmm. and composing. And I s- actually started doing production courses after a few years, um, which is both, which was actually also composition and production. That was the main reason why I chose to do it. But the further I got in these courses, I became more interested in ma- uh, production music instead of um composing and writing on a guitar Mm -hmm. so that's how I actually got into producing in that in Ableton yeah that's interesting because I'm 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 in my 50s and I started you know in in bands I play keyboards I play like organs and Rollins and Moogs so I'm a kind of a hardware guy yeah that's really cool yeah and um I started from that playing with bands like in garages and basements and small shows and that's how you back in the day, back in the late seventies, early eighties, that's how you did it. You, there was no Ableton, there was nothing like yes, that. But exactly. now you have, you know, I have a full studio in my house, so I can be like a bedroom yes. producer. But I still use my hardware synth just because I have a, a kind of affection for them. But, but I understand that like today you can you can take like people who weren't keyboard players and they can get in Ableton, they go into Pro Tools, yeah, and they can build these songs you take courses you can learn how to do production yes that's very amazing and actually um what i really appreciate at the moment is i can get to work with um a lot of talented producers and upcoming musicians at my school Um, Mm -hmm. that is like an amazing opportunity for me because i learned so much from working with these producers and um, my style has changed a lot since i started out with uh uh, writing songs on the guitar and after meeting these producers and working with them my style has changed a lot and I've learned so much about production and actually how interesting it is to produce yeah. music yourself and be an artist that is very interesting for me what I found is like like if you when once you use like whatever you use to build your songs like I use hardware stems and hardware recorders yeah but as a single like a singer songwriter what I like is that what happened to me with all the people in my band grew up and they got married and they had kids and they, nobody wanted to play in a band anymore. And yeah. I still wanted to write. So I kept on writing as like a singer songwriter producer. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And what's cool about that is you can, like you're, you're saying that you can be one person and do so you, many you, things. Yeah. Yeah. You can write like, like if you, in the back in the day, you had to wait for the drummer to show up. You had exactly. to wait for the bass player. You had to wait for the, you had to wait for everybody. And if they didn't show up, you couldn't really do anything. Now with Ableton and, you know, Pro Tools and all the tools, FL Studio, you can, you can go and you can learn the theory. You can write the bass lines. You can write the drums. You, you can, can do, do everything string. yourself. You can sing yeah, and so then you have, yeah. work on the production, vocal production, and make it sound the way you want. 
which will fit yeah, your yeah, production. Like a, That's super cool. It's like a control freak's like worst. <laughs> Probably like the the thing about the, the way you can do music now is if you have a vision and you have the drive. Yes. You, you can write all the parts. Now you exactly. can get producers to come back and exactly tell you like That's how what, to fix, yes. yeah how to fix things, but you can have your vision. Yeah, you which can. Which I think is really cool because you get to see all these people's vision. Yeah. Out there on SoundCloud and Instagram and all the social networks. And, so it, you, and, it, and yeah. it's so, it happens so fast. Like you have an idea, you get the mic, you record it, you lay drums under it and a layer of keyboard or something else. And, and within an hour or two, you have, you have a basic up for a yeah, track. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, the cool yeah, thing yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, I just came from my, my studio and I was playing with a Moog, right? And Moogs and modular synths yes. kind of drive your creativity because they, they're so changeable. They're not just yes. a pad and I, I just came up with something because there was this strange modulation that was happening. And you can just endlessly come up with stuff because if you have like Euro racks and stuff, you can just keep on coming up with brand new DAW. Yeah. And um, you can put more effects on it in your, yeah, in in your, your DAW, DAW and, and even change it more and yeah, process so much... it and make it sound the way you want it to. Yeah. That's very cool yeah, about produ- producing music as an artist. Yeah, and then the other thing is that you can throw something into a sampler and then even... Where you put it into a sampler on on an Ableton, yes. and you can run loops and set scenes, and you can radically change everything you did. You could be like you have George. you have yeah. endless opportunities with that. Yeah, it's um, like George Martin with the Beatles. Like yes. back in the day, he changed the Beatles and got them from help to Sgt. Pepper by showing them music production. Yes. You know, by showing them the techniques in the studio and they did the backward tape loops and they brought the strings in and they had the orchestration and they started really thinking about song craft. And I think that today, you know, everybody can have like a George Martin with their Ableton <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to kind of radically change what they were doing, you know, and, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah, and, and all you need is a vision and work hard. And if you have the ideas, you can record it and work on it. And as you said... You have a track and yeah it's just the way the world is today you know i got out here because i had a soundcloud and anchor is a spotify company and then they said hey you know would you be interested in doing this i used to do podcasts on a different platform uh-huh. and now i'm supported by spotify anchor is that's a cool spotify yeah. company. so you never know like i'm a musician but i got to be a podcaster i kind of fell into it yes because i like talking to other musicians yeah and- super interesting i listened to your uh, one of your other podcasts <laughs> um, super interesting yeah well I think as a musician like I am wide open like I listen to Coltrane I'll listen to Johnny Cash yeah. I'll listen to Nine Inch Nails I'll listen to Hendrix I, love, I, I got like so many songs in my in my reference catalog I listen to everything you know all genres and and I and one thing that kind of disappoints me sometimes with some people today they get like stuck well I'm only Psytrance or I'm only you know EDM and yeah, they, they get stuck, and to me, that where the where the magic is, is cross genre. Yeah, but that's also happening these days. There is no no more one genre. Everything is getting more mixed together, and yeah. you don't have you, to yeah, fit yeah. into one yeah. genre. You have endless possibilities with uh, yeah Ableton and Food Loops, or or you know when you can produce, when you have a vision, you have endless possibilities, and you can work with musicians from other or producers from other genres you can combine your your taste and your style so if you were going to describe what you do 
how would you describe the the genres that you're that you're focused on in your music like on your new ep if we look at your new album yeah uh, and we look at um where the sun rises and yeah. silver haze and before dawn yeah what what would you say Um, yeah, as I said, I started out as a singer-songwriter and I mainly used to make acoustic uh, music. Mm-hmm. And as I learned more and more about production, I became very interested in producing my own music in, uh, in the box, in, an, in Ableton. Yeah. Um, and what I really like is to combine my, so to say, roots, so singer-songwriter roots with what I'm working on right now, which is more of an electronic bass, heavy bass mm-hmm. um, music, and kind of with a dark, mysterious. Would you and say it's at like, the same time? Would you call it like dark pop or psy trance or synth wave? Would you? I would with... call it. Um, I wouldn't call it. Well, EDM is very, is very, is very broad. You can say like yeah. there's so many different genres of EDM, but I would, I would say, it's. It's with to do with EDM. Okay. Um, yeah, I so would call it, yeah. Like an EDM synth wave, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, more like bass, um, heavy know, bass, bass, like bass, mysterious okay, EDM. Like, That's yeah, how we call it. Like yeah. bass, heavy, like techno, kind of related. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, can I come from the age of like progressive electronic music, like bands like Yes, Hemis- yeah. Lake and Palmer, P Funk, you know, the guys who used the original Moogs and Prophets and Jupiters and that's where I come from, um, that stuff. But the, the world today is a different electronic age. You know, electronic Definitely. music back when I grew up was like a Moog Mini Moog. Yes. Or a Prophet 5. Or Definitely a, or different Ju- now. Or Jupiter 8 or a DX7. It's kind of was focused on the synth of the age or yep. a D50. But I have a feeling that it's coming back, though, because even at my school that I, where I study music production, I have a lot of uh, fellow producers who use um, who are using more and more um synthesizers instead of just working in a ableton or yeah or logic what, what the interesting thing is that synthesizer companies like they died like mo died profit they died um yeah and then they're all back and yeah they're all back people, definitely all people I are, find, are these analog polysynths are coming like the mode one and the profit you know definitely and the, uh, profit six which is a replication of the five but the full analog path polysynths like jupiter's and that gives bands, you know, if you listen to a band like Churches, they use a Juno 106. Yeah. Which Junos. gives them this kind of new wave sound. Yeah, definitely um, coming back. Definitely yes, very yeah. popular yeah, with uh, upcoming thing. producers. Definitely. Yeah, because there's something about these analog polysynths. They have such a presence. Exactly. And, and I think you can't exactly create that with synthesizer like Serum in 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 a yeah, I mean, you can do really cool things in the DAW. Of course, I work mainly in in a DAW and yeah. with the Serum. But I've I heard think... your the tracks. Your tracks are really deep and interesting. But like as you progress, if you add a real like SH one hundred one bass from a Roland SH one hundred one, yeah, or you use a Mini Moog lead, or you take a Prophet five patch, it just gives it a, so much heft. Yeah, that, it's that, a lot more alive. It's more, yeah. even though it's still electronic, it's a lot more alive well, the, than yeah, the electronic like the you old, make in Serum. Yeah, yeah. It's the old school electronic was like thought of as the original electronic musicians. They didn't even have keyboards. They used modular synths like yes. a 50, you know, Moog fifty five and thirty threes. 
and they created very atmospheric, strange music that you see kids in Berlin on Eurorack nights in these clubs yeah. coming in with these modular synths. And I, I find that very exciting because that kind of reminds me of what Keith Emerson used to do or what the original guys in Yes used to do or Bernie yeah. Warren used to do. And so that's kind of where I come from. But I understand where everybody is. I, I, I talk to rappers who are using, you know, MPCs. Yeah, eight oh eight. Yes, uh, yes, that's also know. very. That's yeah. also coming back. Yeah, that is. But it's really interesting because you can have a guy who's like pull, pulling John Coltrane samples and then throwing like Latin rhythms on it. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the, or you take the Johnny Cash sample and then you throw, you create some kind of like country hip hop song. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can do a lot of strange like yeah, exactly. versions today, which I think are very exciting. Yeah. And it's also it's also a different workflow, I think, than working in uh, in Ableton in um, in the box, which can be very interesting for your process and what yeah. you end up making. Yeah, what I've done, which I I, I, I don't want to get into too much what I do, but I I'm kind of old school. I used to use Tascam four trackers, so I continued to go in that direction, and I don't use DAWs initially. I use Zoom R twenty fours. Yeah, and I record directly into like a hardware recorder. Mm-hmm. Because that gives you the kind of feel like you were running on a on a reel to reel. That's or, very or, cool. Yeah, that's very and, cool. And it allows you to have this kind of randomness to your electronic recording that you can't get when you're in a DAW because the DAW kind of forces you to keep on trying to make things perfect. Where like if you do it the old way, it causes more experimentation and happy accidents. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I live. But but I understand that the the DAW. And I've worked with people in FL Studio and Pro Tools. I've worked with other people that use it. Uh, and then I bring in my kind of stuff. Yeah. They, they look for me to do that. But, uh, yeah, it's just interesting the kind of music. Can you describe yourself? As, you know, you're, you're a female producer, but you combine many genres and many yes. styles. Yes. But you also talk about you had, like, Eastern roots with a Western upbringing. Can yes. you, like, elaborate on that? Yeah, that was the concept behind my first, very first release that I actually got on Spotify. Um, how I would describe it is um, I've actually used some Eastern influences and instruments like the sitar. Yep. Um, and I also used um, the Phrygian um, scale. So that was for me the representation of like the Eastern melody. Cool. That's how I try to combine it with a heavy bass um, electronic music that I make. And because it was my first um, release, that was the whole concept behind it, because I have Eastern roots. And for me, that was something that I wanted to get out as my first release. So that was the whole concept behind it. Yeah, that's really, I, I love it when people bring in that kind of, um, you know, different different places that you can pull yeah. down from. Like, it, it's cool to be, like, in, in a pop genre, but when you bring in Eastern Kind yeah. of mythicism when you, you know, like when the Beatles did, when they brought in the whole, a lot of Howard Kushner kind of concepts yeah. that they brought into their music, it changed it and it yeah. gave it a different flavor. And, it's and I, I also think it makes it more personal because I have Eastern roots and I combine that with my Western upbringing. Well, and that's it, how yeah. I made it I think more singers, personal for me. I think singer songwriters, what we always look to singer songwriters to actually hear that personal like um, expression. That yeah. the singer songwriters bring to the table that they're telling a story like an author, you know, yes. or, or like a director of a film, like a great director yeah. or a great, um, you know, actor. 
they they they're kind of method acting or they they pull something that makes you draw drawn in and you feel like they're really revealing themselves yes and i always like that about singer songwriters that do that because it, it it to me is like it's like reading a novel like yeah. a, like an audio novel and so i i find music to be very powerful in that respect and i really appreciate and respect artists that 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 put part of themselves yeah you know, it's, people kind of put lots of levels over what they do, and you don't really know how much of themselves. But, yes. um, but when people put that personal touch, it really, it, it, I think it's reflected in, in, the, in the feeling that you get. Yeah, and even though I do still do a lot of singer-songwriting and I collaborate with other producers, I think you don't have to write lyrics to tell a story. You can also do it through a production, and that was what oh, I yeah, was trying sound. to do. That was yeah, what I tried to do with my with my um, singles or or the two, two songs that I released because there are no lyrics there. But I think I've been able to tell a story. There is there is there are my own vocals in it, and I think yeah, that gives it a very personal touch. That that's also the feedback that I've gotten from a lot of people. That well, the personal the thing about, touch. Yeah, definitely. Because the, the thing about music is, you know. Hendrix described Electric Ladyland as a sound painting when people tried to ask him, well, what are you doing here, right? He, Electric Ladyland has all these weird sounds that he created on guitars. They sound like birds, sound yeah. like water. And so he came up with this idea and he wasn't you know, exactly known to be a progressive musician, but Electric Ladyland is like a progressive album, like a Yes album or a Genesis album in a way yeah. because of that kind of feel. So I think you it would sound you can create paintings, what called sound paintings, exactly. like what, what Hendrix used to talk about. And I think that's what you're doing. You're creating these atmospheric sound paintings with an Eastern flavor. Yeah. And your vocalizations, they paint a picture. Like everybody who listens to your music maybe has a different picture of what that scene is. And yes. that's the kind of beauty of music. Everybody interprets it the, way they, yeah. the way they feel. And you, you probably had a picture in your mind, but your audience might have different pictures. Exactly. But but I, I still think it evokes that. So it does tell a story, even though you're just vocalization, harmonies and sounds and vocal, vocal you know, sounds are not lyrics. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's still beautiful. You know, I think that's, Thank you. that's exactly the kind that's of thing I'd love to hear. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No, it's just, I think it's like, it's really interesting because a lot of electronic music, you know, they have these long, the bands I used to love, they would have these with no vocals. Yeah. Yes, would go on for like 20 minutes and have this picture where they, they would maybe mic a forest and actually get the sound of the forest to yeah. come in on the recording. And then they just have these like, these like spaces where it's really quiet and it's classical in a way. They have these movements. They, yeah. and, and I think electronic bands that kind of or electronic musicians tend to kind of go that way I think they, they take that progressive those progressive concepts from those bands and even though it's in the old days a lot of electronic music still has that you know it still yeah. has that idea that you can you can have different key changes you can have different timing changes you can go anywhere you want to go yeah. and, and I think that's the beauty of, of the genre because you can just keep on pushing it. evolving and, and yeah creating yeah so though the music i see on on your spotify do you have 
other music that is in other places that maybe you can give us the link that we can put on to, you know, I have your Spotify and that's what I'm going to promote because that's e- the easiest stuff yeah, to see. Yeah, great. Um, I will be releasing a new track in about a month, okay. which is going to, which I'm really excited about. It's going to be like super personal and big for me. Um, so that's what's going to be out. But I've had um, other music on YouTube, but I've, I make different things now. So, so I you're don't pushing, really... So you're pushing this more. Yeah, I'm definitely working. I'm very, I'm, I have a very good idea of where I want to go with my music and what I'm working now. So the so, new song you're doing, is it still in the flavor of When the Sun Rises or did it radically change? Um, yeah, it's not, it's still, um, it's still electronic music, of course. But I have, I actually have lyrics and my vocals in it. It's more of a song. It's more of a, um, I wouldn't say a pop song. It's it's future bass. Okay, so uh, it's a future bass kind of song, but it's, so is it? It's got like it's not, it, a lot of EDM doesn't have lyrics. So you know, synthwave bands have lyrics, but a lot of EDM had maybe minor lyrics. So is this structured like uh, like a synthwave, like a like a song, like a pop song, or is it more still like in the in the bass type of thing? With, with um, no, vocals? it's actually more structured like a pop song, but it still has the that kind of dreamy dark feeling yeah like a dream pop electronic uh, cool. heavy bass that is what I, I, well, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a child of the new romantics so i mean depeche mode joy division the cure like echo and the bunny man i mean I, i'm a real big fan of kind of atmospheric yeah synth pop um yes. synth wave new wave a new romantic and so what i always thought about was crazy crazy about that era is like you know a lot of these synth bands were taught of as synth bands, but they they were still really guitar heavy. Yeah, you know, out there on the Bunny Men and 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 Devo for all the synth sound, they were heavy guitar band. They are two guitar players. Um, so there's a lot of there's still a lot of use of guitar in new wave music. It's not yeah, all, it's definitely. Not all the guitar so, has always been there, and it's always going to be there. Yeah. So, <laughs> a question for you: Since you're a guitar player on this new stuff, have you? thought of bringing your guitar into it or you just want to do it all within the box i've definitely definitely wanted to combine uh, playing guitar and and lyrics and and the electronic uh, bass mm-hmm. um kind of music but the song that i'm bringing out in four weeks five weeks um there is no guitar in that one but i'm definitely mm-hmm. working on you're working uh, toward it combining yes because um at the moment i think it's two separate worlds for me but I'm yeah. trying to work on combining it. Um, yeah, that's where you get like a band like Devo. Everybody thinks of them as a synth wave band, but there's a lot of guitar in it. Yeah. Or again, like like New Order or yeah, uh, Joy, Joy Division. There's there's a lot of synth, but there's a lot of guitar. Um, and that was, I think that was the whole thing about the new wave is people talked about the synths. But there is a lot of guitar playing that yeah. people kind of seem to have forgotten about that gave a lot of rhythm, uh, a lot of structure. Um, and I think that that mixing that back, I, I know the EDM tends to not want to do that, but but synthwave does open it up. Yeah. It, within like the synthwave genre, you can kind of go and uh, entrance too. Trance yeah. opens up. Yeah, and I can, definitely have a feeling that. that synth pop is becoming more and more popular. Yeah, the kind of synth pop like, yeah, mixed churches. with uh, hip hop influences and the more yeah, bassy stuff. It's getting yeah, more and more uh, popular. Yeah, I think what people are looking for, you know, they, they, they it's cool to just have dance songs and they have a place kind of like disco. Disco had a place where it kind of had a, a, a shelf life. 
Yeah. But, but people wanted that kind of stuff you got in the 80s, like the pop, the funk, you know, the new wave movement. We had the Madonna. People wanted yeah. pop structures. They wanted something that just wasn't a damp, but actually had a song to it. Yeah, and exactly. Think, and when you bring guitars and synths into it, then it starts to get this, you know, you, you took the song classes. Like once you bring like a real, like a Prophet 5 or a DX7 level mm-hmm. instrument into something, then you start to get composition. Because you get the chord choices and the structures and the timing changes because that stuff starts coming in. And, yeah. then, and then that allows the space for like real, for lyrical structures. And I think that's one thing that I always kind of, like I love EDM, but sometimes it's like, okay, it, it kind of runs out of like creative space if you don't start to mix it with other things. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm really working towards mixing um, EDM and uh, more of guitar and my own vocals and lyrics and singing. That's where yeah. I'm heading. That's that's that. I think that's the that's the future. Cause like everything that I've been working on, you know, I have actually worked with people who are pure like FL Studio based musicians. Yeah. I mean, I've also worked with guys who are guitar based drummers. You know, like old school like alternative yeah. band, like a like a Pearl Jam or Nirvana like band. Yeah. Where they don't even want to go into a Daw Days, want to go right to a Tascam. Yes, I know them. <laughs> and, and um. You know, traditional rock and roll bands, they tend not to want to do that. You know, more modern rock and roll bands, everything's seen, have, they have scenes, they have clips, all their stuff can work, you know, on main stage. They're, they're, they've got it set up. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, but a punk kind of band, like a band that wants to be like a Hooskadoo or, or Replacements or you know, like Black Flag or whatever Ramones, they still want to live in that kind of low-tech world Yeah, where they don't want that. And I, I kind of... What I kind of like about the punk aesthetic, though, is the kind of freedom that if you listen to The Clash or you listen to the Sex Pistols or you listen to the other kind of Bauhaus, you listen to these bands, they had this kind of freedom of expression and and power that that you got that I like to try to put that into electronic music sometimes. That having that kind of punk aesthetic can can kind of kick the life into your music. Yeah. And it's but quite. Can, I, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. It's quite difficult mixing that with uh, electronic music because because it's all happening in a box, and sometimes it can feel like it's so not human because yeah. <laughs> you're not playing it. It's it's not live. It's so not human. That's why I think it's great to combine um, vocals, vocal layers, instead of only like uh, lyrics. Also vocal layers, and throw a vocal in a sampler and try to combine that with the uh, more electronic. Uh, yeah, but well, that's why I kind of get the idea with like if you think of a guy like Trent Reznor, I think Trent Reznor is a good example of an electronic musician that put the punk aesthetic into electronic music because he kind of didn't didn't focus on the structure kind of as much as the the feel like that that punk aesthetic yeah. is, is in there. So you can have sense be very hard edged. They can be very kind of powerful and raw, like the Who or like a real heavy rock band if you if you think that way but you have to kind of like turn off some of the capabilities of the dog yeah and be a little more loose in yeah. your counts in your structure yeah. and that's that's why i like using the r24s and and the old task cams and stuff because it allows you to to do that yeah uh, but you know but the structures you know they, they create pop songs they create the hits yeah. um but sometimes you want to do something just for artistic purposes that might not be a hit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, so you're you're in that kind of space where the dream pop is not the 
or, or you know, the type of music you're doing isn't necessarily always going to hit the top 100. No, definitely not. No. But, but you have a vision of yeah, what you want to do. Yeah. But are you are you like um, looking to like as a musician like well I not that you're gonna sell out like people say okay you change something you want to be become a big pop star yeah. but do you have like ideas that would be more pop oriented that you want to put out or you definitely stay in, in I your... also I as I said I also work as a singer songwriter so I also get tracks from producers which I do vocals and uh, and lyrics on uh, and that is more I would say pop oriented popular music so that, so that stuff could take off at any time you could get a track that suddenly kicks and it could go that direction you never know maybe yeah yeah. That, yeah well that's the thing is when you're a working musician you do so much work yeah that that like the thing you think that was like well i really didn't think that was like what i'm really into but i i did it because it, it was cool but it wasn't like what my own work is right and then suddenly that takes off yeah and the thing sometimes that happens though is something that you that you you have your own project and you work on this other project yeah. and then that becomes super big and then yeah. the world defines you as that. Yeah. And but, then that becomes yeah, kind I would, of a I problem. Not, no, I would not but, have a problem with that because it will still be what I would want to make and it still be my lyrics. Okay. So and, that would you wouldn't be purist and say, hey, yeah, I, I don't want to go that way. No, I, that's not no, because I'm still doing what I intended to do i mean i started out as a singer songwriter and still something that i will always keep doing no matter what kind of music i'll make so that would never be a problem yeah you wouldn't have a problem but that's no definitely not and i also actually (laughs) myself come up with uh vocals and i do the production myself and that would be more that's more pop and pop um related and more popular i do that myself as well not that that i just do it for with other producers yeah, that's that's what I think is like when you're a musician, you take take all the the gigs and all the opportunities you can, and yeah. you got to be like open minded. Exactly, to, like, exactly. Because kind of, I think the part about being a musician is that you kind of have to reinvent yourself. Um, because if you get stuck, unless the genre you're in is um very uh, long lasting, you you won't you won't survive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why you need to work with other producers and collaborate as much as you can and stay yeah. open for opportunities never never say no because it's another genre or another style yeah because that's one thing I, I noticed like with some there's some people I've run into that are very like narrow focused in their lane yeah and I understand that they want to they want to perfect a certain type of groove yeah I think and, that's and very it, difficult if not yeah. impossible <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so they're in there. I mean, like a jazz musician sometimes will just stay in jazz. The jazz is so wide open that, yeah. that you know, it's like classical. If you're a classical musician or a jazz musician, you could stay in that lane and yeah. keep on advancing. Um, but there's some genres that you could get stuck in, like disco or like EDM. There's certain things that like that, that you get stuck in that if you don't. Yeah, I think like the key is the collaboration. So do you have collaborations yeah. that are in, 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 in that you can talk yeah. about? Definitely. The one that I am releasing in five weeks and there's another one after that, which I made with uh, one of my uh, fellow producers, my classmates, really talented guy. Um, so that's one. It's almost finished and it'll be out soon. And I've been... Lately, I've been um, contacted by a few producers 
um, and they've been asking me to send them vocals uh, and help out with the production and do the vocal production. So that's really cool. That's why I'm always saying stay op open to every opportunity. And um, so that's what I really find. And I learn a lot from it. I learn a lot with. So have you actually gone into like, like in your school, you probably have a school studio yeah. within your school. Yeah. But yeah. do you go into like actual like record company studios and work with people? Or have you just been working like your home studio and other people's studios? Have you yeah, actually... mainly, mainly at home studio and with other people's studios and at school. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, why cool. I'm, yeah. But that's, that's what I'm working is, on that, now. Yeah, the studio network that used to exist that was like the gatekeeper to all musicians. Like you couldn't really record unless you could get to Olympia or Sunset Sound or Electric Lady. You, you couldn't get, uh, you couldn't really record unless you got to somebody that had decent, you know, and if you didn't go to the big ones, you know, you might not get that tape yeah. heard by anybody. But the but, cool thing is I actually have, we actually have quite big studios at my school and they're very professional. And that's we cool. have like, so I have the opportunity to get the best, quality that i can get yeah like, i don't like, necessarily like, need to go to a um big label or anything because i have the network mm -hmm. of people that can help me get the best quality that i possibly can at the moment well, that's so that's awesome. why like yeah, yeah. if you were going like to berkeley in boston it's like, kind of like the idea and, and... yeah exactly exactly so that's why i'm very very glad that i am at the position i am right now and through these people i meet new people and i work with more people and that's how the network just gets bigger and bigger and that's how how the industry works now what i've noticed oh definitely. yeah definitely definitely you know like what i do here is like i got on instagram and my method of madness is like if if what happened initially was if i put out my own music and if somebody another a musician says they like my music then i say hey you know i have a podcast if your band wants to be on the podcast you can join and that yeah. technique has worked that that is how it works nowadays. It's just, and I've, it's I've, all about the network, and it's also it happens online a lot, more yeah. and more. So yeah, like so on Instagram, I've I've gotten a network of like like I've interviewed maybe thirty people, yeah, over two years just by by doing that by just yeah. like seeing I like somebody or they like me, and then I say hey, you want to come on the show, and then they say yeah. And yeah, that's how it works nowadays. It's just... Yeah, you don't even have to go through an agent. I mean, two times I've had to go through an agent. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, I've been able to directly talk to the artist and go yeah. right to the artist. Yeah. Which I think is phenomenal. And also for artists, it's such a great opportunity because you can so easily share your music or like short parts of your music and people get interested in that. Labels get interested in that and they contact you. That's what's been happening to me lately been getting yeah. a lot of positive reaction and I've actually been approached by some labels but I'm thinking about that like very carefully because I don't want to jump into anything soon before knowing what I want to do as an artist first having yeah. the vision very clear and then I would decide on promoting my music through a label or getting contracts get, jump I would not jump into it yeah I mean it took me I'm 51 I didn't get a contract until I was 51 and because the way I write I wanted to kind of be, I write a lot and I have a yeah. lot of compositions. So I basically was waiting for a company that was going to give me what I wanted. And so I got it, you know, they found me on Instagram. They found me on SoundCloud, yeah. uh, you know, my label. And they basically gave me a distribution deal where I can pretty much put out whatever I want. Um, so that is what I was looking for. Yeah. 
and and that's what I got. But I mean, I was that I was I was that's what I was searching for, and I waited till I got it. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like you choose what you want to do. I mean, yeah. If some people want to get on stages and they want to get in front of people and they want to get on the videos, so they'll go to labels. They can do that. Um, but you know, it depends on what you're looking for. You do you yeah. do what you want. Yeah. Exactly. So that's great. I mean, I think it's really really interesting to be able to talk to people from all around the world, you know, and, uh, you know, see where music is going. And I think yeah, that, exactly. that, that's what I love about the net, because I mean, I've talked to people in Denmark, South Africa, uh, London, you know, Canada. Yeah. That's, that's super Japan. Awesome. Like, you know, it's not just like us acts. I'm not just limited to just talking to bands in Chicago and, you know, Los Angeles, exactly. and Boston, you know, that, that's, really cool i think it's wide open yeah because there's so many things happening in the music and it ne- doesn't necessarily have to happen where you are it happens around the world and it's so cool that you can connect with those people who make those things happen yeah i think that's that's the future because when you see these world you see these big festivals and you see yeah. these bands that are from all over the world yeah exactly and people collaborate over the internet i've also done that you don't even have to physically be at the same place well i recorded an album with a with an actress in los angeles and we never met yeah she was in fl studio i was in my zoom r24 we had meetings on skype and we moved our files through google drive between her fl studio and my r24 and we would have meetings like every night going over the tracks and 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 it worked. We put a record out and, you know, I'd done the same thing with a band in New York City. I did another, I did a small collaboration with an artist in Denmark. And, and it's like, it was, I never physically met any of these people. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah, it's totally doable in the way the world works today. Yeah. That you can do that. And, and you and you didn't, you used to have to go to Sunset, Sun, Sun Sound or Olympia recording studio. You had to get a budget. You had to have you know, your agents and everybody involved and do all this stuff and you don't have to do that. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. Nowadays you can just send them a, a message and ask them, Hey, do you want to work? I have an idea. Do you want yeah, to work and on mean, this? The, and back so many in the seventies, there was respond. so much yeah. legal contracts that you was very hard to collab. If, if somebody was on the label, like the label might not want you to do that. Yeah, exactly. And you couldn't even talk to somebody from another label. <laughs> exactly. But like the, the the walls and the gates, which I think collapsed and allowed like massive level of creativity. Where you yeah, know, exactly. Where if your agent wouldn't let you talk to a a competing artist on another label, but you're in the same genre and you wanted to work, until they got the yeah, deal, the, the right deal, you couldn't do it. Um, yeah. And but you know now you if you meet somebody or you got a vibe with somebody on the net and you hear a track and, and then you you could actually do it without having... Yeah, you just that. send them your track and you're like, oh, do you have a cool idea for vocals? Or I have vocals. I do that a lot, actually. Yeah. How I work with people, I send them vocal ideas and they build a track around it and then go back and forth till it's what we both yeah. agree on. Yeah, back in the day, that would be very hard to do. You know? Yeah, <laughs> almost impossible, I think. Yeah, yeah. They, they, your agent would be like yelling at you and then... Your label will be saying you can't do it. You can't put it. Even if you went to do it, they said, well, we can't put it out. <laughs> yeah, but the cool thing is also you're not, you don't have to have a label. There are so many ways you can promote your music. Oh, yeah. And there's so many networks 
you can get on so many Spotify playlists and then you don't even have to have a label no, to yeah, like, promote you your can, music. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. very cool about yeah, I mean, thing about like, social media. Yeah, the playlist system that's out there, uh, yeah, you can get on them without even being on a label. And, um, and that's, that's like the key for being indie bands. You know, a lot of major bands have dumped labels, like bands like Radiohead and Pearl Jam, they're, not, they're on their own label. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, I know a lot of people around me that are actually releasing music independently, and they're doing pretty good. Yeah, and they I mean, don't need a label. Yeah, you really don't. I mean, you. I mean, I was a SoundCloud. I'm a, still a SoundCloud artist, and I got I got this program from being on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do without even being on. I mean, I got this before I even got my label. Um, yeah. Deal, but you know, this is what you want. You got to find the right. You know, if you want to exactly. go that way with the label system, there's some things, there are advantages to it, but yeah, a lot of things for years I did, I wasn't on one. So I totally get, you know, I did, I did, I, I was just on Bandcamp or SoundCloud or pushing stuff on YouTube. I mean, that's what I was doing. Yeah. It's about, I think it's about getting in the right network of people. At least that's how it works here where I'm from. Mm -hmm. It's just about being in the right network and having the right people around you and be willing to, go out there and send your music to those people and want to work with them. Yeah. I that think has I, helped yeah, me I, a lot. That has helped me a lot lately. I think you also have to be open to like, you know, people reviewing what you're doing and giving exactly. you creative, you know, constructive criticism. I think yeah. as an artist, you never fail. Like you should never tr not try something because you're scared it's going to exactly. fail. You should always do it. And then if you've got, your, you've got to, you know, when you're failing, you're actually creating something new, and yeah. and eventually you'll 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 get your legs on it, and you'll you'll kind of fly away yeah. like a butterfly. Uh, but it's <laughs> also a great test for you for you as an artist to overcome that fear of of criticism. And then if you do that, if you send out your music to people you want to work it with, and you ask them for the for what they think of you, yeah, music, real honest opinion, and you're getting over that fear. That's what. That's what's very important to every artist, I think, or producer. Yeah, I think that's how you grow as an artist. Like yes, exactly. You won't get outside of like your 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 bedroom studio if you're not willing. If you to don't, do yeah, exactly. You know, because you have to be willing to like see where you can do collaboration. And you know, for the first time, I had I got on this label, Mojo Heads, and yeah. uh, like Brian Eno actually looked at one of my songs. Oh, that's and, really cool. And uh, and I think it's also very scary to be honest. Like, that was real. It's scary. very very yeah. scary to have like perf like people who are actually really good in what they do, and they'll be giving you feedback on what you do. I've had that, and it's it's a bit scary. What was crazy was like I gave they found a song on SoundCloud, Mojo Heads, and you know was like their A and R guy, uh, and 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 they they looked at one of my songs and. They, they they basically say okay we really like this but we're gonna we're gonna do a 50 50 on it we like what you did with your mogs and all the stuff i did with my euro racks they like this track i did and they then brought a guy in that did like a, like a you know a dj edm type of guy and he did a, a really good drum beat yeah. on it and he did some mixing and the original song was like a, a six minute song and they brought it down to like a two minute song Mm -hmm. And then they restructured where the lyrics were. I mean, they basically, you know, moved it all around in Ableton. Yeah. But they they kind of... And, you know, their agreement was that I was going to let them do that. But that's kind of like 
like the Eno kind of vibe is he he would go and work with you or or, yeah. or or um you know Bob Dylan and he radically changed their normal style. And and you kind of got to accept that when you work with somebody like at that level, you just say yeah, like I'm yeah. gonna let them exactly. kind of make those decisions. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. I mean, it could, but it's different than when we, the stuff I do myself versus when you collaborate with somebody. Yeah, like that, but you else. also don't have to stop yourself from giving your opinion and your feedback on what they do. I found yeah. myself in that position, but I've always been very open about what I thought of what they're doing. Yeah, I've yeah. always said like maybe you should do that differently or maybe you should do something else there. Never like stop yeah, yourself take, totally from, take, from yeah, talking you don't your totally mind. give over what you're doing. Yeah. But you know, with somebody, but you just, you still have your, your opinion on what they did. Exactly. That's yeah, what it, a collaborate collaboration is. Yeah. It's like a collaboration that's like a give and take 50, 50, exactly. both effort. In. But I, I did like what they did. They had a different vision of what my song was. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it, I, I initially when I looked at it and then I started thinking about it and you know I, I basically yeah that's cool um, but you know it's, sometimes it's like it's abrupt if somebody takes a, like your baby and they change it and you're like yeah you, you, you put your back up initially and then you kind of say, well let me listen to it over a couple of days and like understand kind of where they were coming from yeah but um yeah it's just kind of like learning how to do that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so this is really uh, I, I, we finally got it. We got a decent signal, and so we were able to do this. But one of the things I have to talk about is like uh, on the distribution of this this show. This show is is uh, not recorded live. We record it and then we put it out. Uh, yeah. We're on eleven podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple, and uh, we are uh, supported by Spotify. So we do have an ad for Spotify on the program. But yeah, this is going to go out, and it's going to have your your links. Um, to anything you want linked. Yes, I will send you definitely, definitely. Yeah, so if you have other hyperlinks other than what you have on your Instagram and what yeah. I found on sound, um, Spotify, you know, send them to me right after the program. Um, so that, because this is going to get published like within an hour. Okay. Um, so if there's other links you want, just let, send me those through, you know, your communication with me. Okay, I will, Definitely. Yeah, so it's great with having Stella K on the line. And when you do have your new releases, what's cool about these um, podcasts is they can be continually updated yeah. with additional links. So as soon as your new material comes out and you want to push it, we can actually put the, the Spotify or title or whatever places. It's definitely. I will definitely, because um, I'm very excited about the yeah, releases yeah, we'll, that we'll are coming. Yeah, yeah I will definitely even... send you. Yeah, we could even have another show if you want to. Could we? Yeah, that would be cool. I will definitely send you some links. Yeah, that, that so that's great. So thank you, Stella K, for being on the Fam Electric Ghost Show, and we wish you the best of of luck with your new work that you're getting ready to put out. And we're yes. real excited to hear it. Thanks. Well, have a great. I don't know if it's nighttime or daytime there. It's night, yeah, it's nighttime. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for being on the program, Fam Electric Ghost Stella K. Please listen to her music. If you support your artist, please download, purchase on every site. You can purchase it, buy their merch, buy everything they sell. This is what I say about anybody that's a fan. Please support your artist. Thank you for being on the program.